Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, this is Stephanie Megan. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. (laughs) Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Broke Girl Girl Therapy. Is the lighting okay? It's usually I have. What about me? I have my ring light. Yeah, no, your lighting is bomb. Your face looks fucking like. Get into it. Flawless. Your hair looks so good. I think I did it myself. And it's so white. Like you got, you really like. Okay, anyway. Call me Sally Hansen. Yes, bitch. I love it. All right, let's get to it. Hi, guys. It's me, Stephanie (laughs) Bacon, your host of Brocal Therapy. And guess the fuck what? Brocal Therapy, Brocal Therapy, Brocal Therapy, Brocal Therapy. We have Jessica motherfucking Clark in her own goddamn house, bitch. This is the quarantine edition. Cheers. Quarantine edition. Even though you're sober. Clink, 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 clink. clink. Oh my god, it's so weird. We actually, you guys, like, if you didn't know, we actually used to be roommates. Yes. And now we're not, but no. it's okay because I felt like I never saw you anyway, so it didn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of feels like the same thing. It absolutely. That's so true. I think, yeah, hopefully I'll see you more. <laughs> no, but you literally live like seven or nine, seven to nine minutes away. So. Yeah. And I mean, never too far, honey. Yeah. Well, once this is over, we'll definitely be seeing each other more. For sure. So. Did you have a struggle? I, when I was putting on makeup, I was like, what is foundation? What's my shade? Yes, I kind of have. <laughs> I was like, what's concealer? How do no, you... <laughs> what are my steps? Where do I put it? <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to highlight? Wait, what? Blush? What? <laughs> no, for me, I had like a mental breakdown because I took selfies and I looked, my, I like definitely gained weight. And <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like so upset. I was like, "It's all the fucking Oreos dipped in peanut butter that I've been eating." Wow, Steph, that's impressive. I've I mean, I worked out today because I you was. Did I also went on a walk to the ninety nine cent store? Oh, that's good. Very on brand. <sighs> well, anyway, yeah. guys, this is an episode. This is not a normal episode. This is a Q and A episode. <laughs> Isn't this your first? <laughs> This is my first. I've never done a Q&A episode, and I kind of want to keep doing more of these. I love it. Yeah, and I um, went on Instagram and went on TikTok and told people to DM me or message me or comment with all the questions that they had, and I'm feeling really blessed and loved because I was filled with a lot of questions. (laughs) First of all, let's just take a pause. Let's take a pause. Let's just do a pause for the cause. Honey, you're blowing up. Sweetie. I'm... Sweetie, action, but I'm still, you know. Steph, I understand you need to be humble. However, let me, let me, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to gloat for you. We, we popping, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it's doing really well, but I Congrats, still feel like I still have a lot of work to do. I'm not We like, always got a lot of work to do, but guess what? To get to the work we got to do, we got to start somewhere. So we got to celebrate the wins. You no, winning. no, I'm definitely celebrating. Um, I just, you know. I, of course, I, I don't like to brag. <laughs> it's okay. I did it for you. So we can keep it. Thank you. In. Thank you. No, but <laughs> I'm, no, I've been completely blessed with all the questions. And so I'm doing, as of right now, I'm going to do two Q and A's. So one with you, Jess, where it's talking about life and relationships and dating and yada, yada. Uh, maybe a little bit of sex. Cause that's how we do bitch. Of course. And, but I'm going to leave all the really sex driven because i got a lot of these type of questions sex driven questions for jafra so you guys just have to stay tuned for that um jafra shout out to jafra man she's just like she is literally the same person i mean you are too i mean all my friends are literally the same person on the show in real life and our facetime calls are like absolutely fucking insane (laughs) there's no, no other way to be but yourself honey exactly okay 
So let's get into the first question, Beach. All right, let's do this. Okay. So we got a few here. So we're going to try to keep going through it and make sure that, you know, yeah. And you guys are always welcome to always like reach out and ask more questions. Like I would like to continue to do stuff like this. So for sure. Let's do Let's get into it. Okay. Okay. Well, let me just take a little, I like, I, this is the first time drinking in a really like long time. So a my few whistle. Sips have, right. A few sips got me a little tired. Okay, so number one, this is actually a question I get all the time, so I felt like I really wanted to make this the first one. Okay. Have guys been hesitant or not dating you because they're scared of being aired out? Aired out how? You know, oh, being talked about. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you um, answer that, sis, because <laughs> I ain't got no platforms and nobody yeah. on. Well, this is like personal. It's questions all over the board. But um, the the straightaway answer to that is I think so. I don't think I've ever had anyone tell me straight up, like, I don't want to date you because of the show. But I'm pretty sure a lot of dudes that I would talk to or, like, message online with were definitely kind of, like, saw it and just didn't really fully feel comfortable, you know? Right. So and then, don't a lot of guys also ask you, like, are you going to put this on the show? All the time. Like, I'll be, like, making out with the dude. He'd be like, this is definitely going on your pod. I think I was having sex with one, and he was like, or I was taking my clothes off. We we're, like, about to hook up, and I was, like, taking off my thigh-high boots. How do you feel about that, though? Like, um, are you trying to get clout? <laughs> well, honestly, it does kind of make me feel uncomfortable when, like, guys ask me that because it's, like – you know, granted, like, yeah, content is fun and important to, you know, I've, I've been in situations where my content would be nice, but a lot of situations, like, for instance, like, with Morgan, aka Satowski, like, I think at first he was a little bit of, like, nervous about just being content, and that yeah. hurt because I really liked him. I, I didn't want him to feel like that, so at times it does get a little tricky, but if a guy right off the bat is like, hell nah, then whatever, that's on you, boo. <laughs> wow. Okay. Number two. Okay. I got this question. I got this question a few times too. Um, number two is what do you do all day in quarantine? I work. I work too. I'm a, God bless yeah. me. I'm an essential worker. I'm not actually was like temporary unemployed, but I got my job back. So now I'm just working. So I'm working a lot. Um, during working, the week, so. working out. Um, yeah. You know, just, 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 just trying to survive. Right. Okay. Number three, we'll get to the ones, I'm trying to get these ones out of the way. Uh, these are like the curious questions, but um, number three is, are you still talking to Davion? No. <laughs> Do you remember Davion, Jess? Of course I remember Davion. Um, no, I mean, we're civil, we're cool. Um, we, haven't, we haven't talked or hung out since the advice from an ex episode. I think he did hit me up once to hang out, but I was actually hanging out with Morgan, so... And okay. I thought that I eventually let me upgrade. Yeah, bitch, you didn't want me, so now I got someone who does. Fuck you. Uh, no, it's okay. That's fine. I'm. We're over it. We've adults here moved on. Long time ago. It's all good. Okay, now let's get into the deep, deep fucking questions here. I'm ready. Okay. Number four. How can I be more confident? Ooh. See, I struggle with that because today I had a meltdown. <laughs> like tears. No, I just was just like, you know, when you take selfies and it's not working and you just start like, I don't know. Um, you know, we have our moments. I also think I'm getting my period. But how do I be more confident? How about you, Jess? Wow, it's confidence. Honestly, it did take a while um, mm -hmm. for, for me to develop. I think probably... When I now, honestly, when I turned 27, is probably the most confident I have felt. Um, but I think this is going to sound so cliche, but it just start from the inside and like how you think, how you genuinely think about yourself, regardless of how you look, um, right. regardless of what your situation is. Like, life is always going to be have ups and downs, it's always going to um, challenge you, but you have to have like a bottom foundation. Um, and the way I found my foundation of who I truly am is just through going through life and persevering. Right. Like every single day you make another day, that's you gaining your self-confidence because that's you being able to like look back at yourself and like, 
yo, I made it through that. Like, that means, like, you know. Exactly. But there is, like, even going through, like, I didn't do the best in undergrad. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie, Craig. I didn't do the best. But now, like, I've been putting off applying for my master's for so long um, because I'm just like, well, I didn't do well in undergrad, so what makes me think I can do well and do my master's? And I've just right. been putting off because of that just, like, self-doubt. Um, and that mean talk to myself that I'm not good enough, you know, I'm not smart enough, you know, I'm not worthy. Um, and so I had to like really like look at where that's coming from. And every time I get those thoughts, try and correct those thoughts with something else positive. Yeah. And um, my mentor slash sponsor tells me like, don't compare yourself to your past self, but to your future self. And my future self is a bad bitch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my my future self can get her MBA. Okay. Exactly. So um and so that's manifesting and envisioning yourself and trying to just like right. see that and you know go towards that. I think another thing for me that helps with confidence is what I realized a few years ago is when I stopped judging others, mm. I you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you, when you, we all know those people who are like, oh my God, she looks fat. Oh my God, she looks so gross. Those type of people are actually really insecure within themselves. Oh, so the way that stuff that, you know, the energy that you put out is what you bring back in. So when I right. noticed that I stopped judging people for their weight, the way they looked or whatever, um, it actually helps with my confidence right. because I didn't think like, oh my God, that person's going to think that I look like this or like that. You know what I mean? Um, right. Although it is a, like obviously an ongoing battle right. <laughs> every single day, but honestly, like once I not that I feel like I was like the most judgmental person, but we've all been there. We've all been young. We've all been, you know, we lived in a culture where it was like we watch America's Next Top Model and you see right. people just judging all these models, yeah. and you think it's okay. You know, right? What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy that you say that. I was just telling that to somebody yesterday because we were talking about like one of the famous, um, I'm, I'm not going to say the name because BGT is blowing up and I'm not trying to get you sued. But <laughs> um, one of the famous Instagram pages that posts a lot of shade. And okay. <laughs> okay. And so um, I was just saying like, it's so horrible, like being a celebrity on that, on that page because there is thousands of people commenting on your life and being so like rude and horrible. But, and I was just saying to my friend, like, honestly, the, if you're say being able to say something so negative about someone that you don't know, that just shows what's like stirring on your inside. Like that exactly. nastiness is in in you to be able to fix your thumbs to type this about someone that you have no idea like what is like to walk in their shoes. Exactly. And so, like if you're looking to if you're looking to better yourself, you're not going to be highly critical of other people because like if you know you're working on yourself you also give you're that not gonna same be focused grace on anyone else right you're gonna give that same grace no. to somebody else you know right and so yeah like and it just takes so much time to like go out of your way and say these negative so much comments about and they're so passionate really just, right exactly it's because it's because there's something deep down within yourself so when you stop doing that and you just like you try not to think of those negative ways it actually helps with just how you look at yourself and how you value yourself right in my opinion and I guess like also one last thing I will say yes yeah. <laughs> one last thing what I do and it's so corny like it's so corny but it works no no, no do it say it say it I'm like when I drive to work in the morning I say like positive things to myself. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm great. I'm amazing. I deserve amazing things. I'm a beautiful person. That's what you should. I'm, that's what everyone should be doing I, every single day. I do it. Like I just say, and it's, I'm like, oh my God, you're so stupid. I'm like, no, I'm not stupid. I'm fantastic. And you know, you, if the more that you, pro, it's a mind thing. The more you say these things to yourself, the more you start to believe it. That's exactly what that is, especially, you know, like, we've all been there where we'll draw something like, oh, my God, that was so stupid. Like, why did I do that? I'm so clumsy. It's like, right. well, yeah, you are clumsy because now you really are telling yourself that that's what you are and you're believing it and now you are becoming right. it. So if you just tell yourself, like, yo, like, I'm dope no matter what, you know, my imperfections are. Be kind to yourself. Yeah, Period. be kind to yourself. I've been so mean to myself for so long. Right. And, you know, till this day I still battle with trying not to be, like, don't don't talk shit to yourself, man. Right. It's not healthy. Okay. So next one. Why are men so much more immature than us? <laughs> Listen, do we have all day? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, that should be a whole ass episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
take the scientific route. We can go <laughs> the emotional route. We can go. Yeah. Are there so many ways we can do this? Yeah. Um, well, you know, yeah, it's crazy how they're just so much more immature. I don't really feel like I have an answer to why they are like that. They just are. I mean, scientifically, just, the man's brain grows slower than the woman's brain. hundred percent. And women were so much more detailed and we have like, you know, the biological things of like when we need to have a baby, you know what I mean? So yeah. we're just so much more driven towards that direction while men just want to fucking stick their dick and everything, <laughs> you know? And it takes them yeah. a while to be like, oh wait, maybe I do want to settle down now. Like, and I think we're naturally <laughs> nurturers. And I think there's so much in being a nurturer, like having emotional intelligence, um, being able to sympathize with others, taking others' feelings into consideration. Those right. things are things that come naturally to us as women, and they don't come as naturally to some men as well. They have, there, it's a trained behavior. It is. Your parents need to teach you how to act right. Period. <laughs> That's all period. Okay, number six. What does it mean if a guy is embarrassed to be friends with you but asks us to have sex, etc.? It means leave him. Bye. Yeah, I was going to say, there. Th- that right there is just straight to the point. I, I mean, I don't know the situation, girl, the, the one that was asking me this, but... No person or man should ever be embarrassed of you and then try to, like, sneak around with you behind everyone else's back. Uh Uh-uh. No. You're worth more than that. I promise you. Take my word for it. No. Oh, my God. I mean, have you ever been through that situation before, Jess? No. to (laughs) To be honest, let me know. Let me really think about it. I think, if anything, I've been in... I've been... And I've been with, I've, I've always struggled with men not being able to commit to me. Right. Um, and so I think that's probably the closest I would come to that kind of situation. Um, whereas, you know, we'll do all the things people in relationships do, but I don't, they don't want yeah, to. Yeah, they just commit. want to be friends. They, they don't yeah. want anything else. But at the same time, it's like every time I'm in those situations, like, their friends like don't even know about me. For instance, like <laughs> sorry to drag Davion. Mm-hmm. I was fucking Davion on Davion on and off for like three years. And I finally met his brother, I think like last year, and his brother literally had no idea who I was. I was like, I don't Did it hurt? And, a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I was like, yeah, I mean we were just like friends. Or I just tried to like act like I was, you know, it it didn't bug me a little bit. But I'm like, damn, like that does suck. And you know, and I, I mean, I don't regret it, but at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't want to be in that situation ever again, because it's like, why are you embarrassed to me? I'm fucking right. And I think it's, a, it's talked like the first question about, like, confidence. It's about knowing your self, self-worth. Like, right. if you know how much you are worth, you know how you should be treated, and you know you have to create a standard for yourself. And for me, my standard is not someone, is not to be hidden. You know, I'm a prize, baby. Get into right. it. Exactly. <laughs> but I but I get it. it I, I feel like n- now I feel like I'm a little over that stage. But for a yes. while, I felt like it was definitely like you just get so caught in the lust that you're just Absolutely. willing to just deal with just anything. But it's just like, I hope you get to a point sooner than later to realize that but shit, shit ain't that fun. No. <laughs> and because, you know, a lot of the time we have sex because we kind of want to we, we are trying, we're searching for, we're all searching for something. We're searching for love. We're searching for some emotional compatibility, something. Right. And so anywhere that, and some people translate sex as love, you know? And so um, in some people's mind, they may be like, well, he's having, even though he's not showing me around, he's having sex with me. So that must mean And something. he loves my pussy. Right. Like, but nah, it's like, no, nah, sis. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Number seven. How to spot a fake friend. <laughs> oh my god, excuse me. When you me. find the answer to that, <laughs> let me know. I know. Um, no, I mean I think that like you, it's really just you just look at their actions. Yes. Actions speak like the words. Exactly. Like you could have a friend who could be like, I'm your best friend. I will ride or die for you, but if they're not there for you or you don't feel like you could really go to them for certain things, like Probably and not. also, you should... Go with your gut you, feeling. I feel like your gut uh, always knows whether you want to listen to it or not. Your gut always, always tells, you. tells you, watch out for this one. Yeah. Watch out. And I feel like also... Um, wait, I lost my train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? 
Uh, how do you spot uh, a fake friend? Fake friend. Um, yeah, I think you should also monitor when they call you or when um so do they just call you just to go out do they call you just when they have a problem do they ever check up on you just right. randomly throughout the week um are they you know are they are they are they feeding you spiritually right. emotionally mentally in any way are you giving more to them than they are than you are reciprocating are they uh, when you get off the phone do you feel exhausted um, right time are they talking about the same man with the same problems and you're telling her the same advice every and they time. don't or they don't even care to like ask you ask how you. you're doing right it's just about always them. about them i mean you know i think yeah i've definitely had i was just talking about it yesterday with, the, with my friends they're like oh are you still friends with so and so and i was like no i had to cut that shit off because it was definitely a very one-sided friendship where he would always call me and like vent about his life and i told him i was like yo like you only call me when you want to just like ramble about yourself and your like dating struggles but you never ask me how I'm doing right and then I felt like okay he was like he kind of listened but afterwards I could just tell like he was dying like every time he'd call me he'd be like so how are you and he'd like try to sound like he really cared but it just cares. did not feel genuine organic yeah. so right so just kind of just spawning like you know if someone and I just feel like I shouldn't have to tell someone that you should right. know already you care enough Right. So, I mean, yeah, look at the actions, look at the way that they treat you when they want to see you, when they want to talk to you, what they want from you. Yes. Those are all the things, man. Those are all the things to look for. Yeah. And, you know, with time, I think we all, we all, you, you know. all show, we all show our true colors at one point or another. Exactly. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. <laughs> so if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. All right, number eight. This is where it gets a little, a little sexual, you know, but it's, it's you know, it's not like... <laughs> Intense. Okay. I just had a lot of questions about virginity. <laughs> wow. A lot of questions. Throwback, 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 throwback. Throw yes. I know. I was like, damn, I had to think about it too. Was what like, was that like? I know. I was like, I don't even remember. I'm so old. Like, I'm like, I don't even. Okay. So we'll start with the uh, question of if you need to be drunk to lose your virginity, is it a sign that you're not ready? Yes. As a, as a sober person, you say yes. Absolutely. No doubt about it. As a drunk it. person, I say yes to. <laughs> no doubt about it. If you, okay, let me go into my sober bag just for a real quick second. Get to it. If you have to self-medicate to do anything, and that could be sex, that could be going through your day, it could be to deal with a certain person, it could be because mm -hmm. you're, you know, anything. If you have to substitute a substance to kind of stop that feeling or to uh, numb that feeling, there's something deeper going on that you need to look at. 100%. And so I may not even focus on the virginity, um, the sex part, but why 
you turn to that substance in particular to deal with the feel are you avoiding right. what feeling it's are you they're avoiding? not comfortable they're not ready yeah, that's really exactly. what that is you're, you're avoiding already right you're and maybe avoiding. you know i'm assuming maybe they want to do it for this because maybe they're feeling pressure, yeah, pressure. Mm-hmm. or they're feeling you know insecure or nervous um i don't think that no i mean yeah don't don't feel like you need to be drunk in order especially your first time like i i did not have the best first time and I feel like your first time should be something that is memorable. It's something yes. to be cherished. Which leads to the next one. Oh, look at me. Yes. Was your first time awkward? You answer first. Um, well, okay, hold on, let me see. Because your next question is, when did you lose your virginity? And what is a good, okay, when, when did you lose your virginity? <laughs> Sorry, I'm all over the place. Um, well, I lost it at 16 and was it awkward, kind of. Um, I mean, but it was with, no, it, was, I mean, it wasn't awkward. It was only awkward because him and I were both virgins, so we didn't really know how to stick it in properly. Um, he was my first love. He was my first boyfriend. So I felt like in a very safe space to, to, to make it, for it to be awkward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, it wasn't one of those situations where I felt like I didn't know this person or care for this person. So I was in my head, I was, you know, I was. I was, you know, making love. I loved this man and I felt like him and I were ready. So um, it wasn't awkward. I just remember like it was, but it wasn't. We just tried like different positions. And for some reason, we didn't understand how to put it in. <laughs> and then eventually we got it. How and eventually we got Where do I put his penis? I don't know why we couldn't figure it out. I don't know if it was like my, my pussy was too tight or... I don't know because it's like he's fingered me prior to it. So it's like he knew where my hole was, but yo, I have a question. Did you yeah. sneak out when your cherry popped? Here's the thing: my cherry didn't pop the first time we had sex. My cherry popped in church. <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need, I need more, Steph. I need more. I need more. <laughs> I don't know, because you know how they say that you actually could pop your cherry at any time? At any time. <laughs> so it was, um, I was at church, it was during mass, and I remember <laughs> afterwards, I saw that there was a bunch of blood in my pant, and I was like, oh my god, I got my, like, I got my period. So I started, I think I put a pad on or something like that, I was like, it had to be like 13. So I put a, like, a pad on, and then, um... And then the next day, like, I was not bleeding at all. And I just was yes. so confused. And as I got older, I realized, like, and I never, like, when I had sex with him, I never bled. And I've never bled, unless I was on my period, obviously. But I've never bled during sex. I didn't, I never, you know what I mean? And one day I just realized, like, oh, shit, I popped it in church that one time. It's always been such a mystery. <laughs> so Jesus took my virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Call you Mary. Sorry, Lord. I am Mary for sure. Definitely. Well, I'm just kidding. Those people would be so pissed at that. <laughs> Please don't. I'm the pastor's kid, so it's all jokes here. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. It's all jokes. So, okay, how about you? Was it awkward? Hmm. Um, how old were you? I was 18. Okay. I was a late bloomer. I was a very Is that late though. I mean, that's feel like that's 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 a Nowadays, it's late. Okay, that's People true, are pop, popping the pee at when they're like 14, 15 nowadays, 16. But yeah. I was a late bloomer, like, just because I was quite sheltered as a child. So when I came to America, it's my first year of college, I already became very wild. But um, it wasn't, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, I don't want to have sex, but I do. You know, kind of like, right, trying like, to be like, no, yeah. no, but yes, <laughs> you know. Right. And so. I still to do that till this day. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, so it just happened. It wasn't really awkward. It was just, but when it was done, I was like, am I going to, because I was very like, I, I was a stuck up virgin. I was like, I'm better than you because I still have my virginity. Oh, you're one of those. You're like, yeah, I, I still, w- yeah. But girl, once, and then I was like, dang, I, got, I ain't got nothing to be stuck up about anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> you're like, you just like everybody else. <laughs> Probably a good thing, because I'll be on a, a whore. I'll just be like, mm, I'm better. Yeah. Who was he? Who, who was the guy that you lost it to? Oh, well, I don't even, I think his name was like Jonas or something like you that. You don't remember his name? Like, how did Jonas. you know him? Was he like a classmate? College. 
No, he was just cute. Where is he now? <laughs> I don't want to lurk him. <laughs> honestly, I don't even know where he is. And I think that's, I wouldn't say it was awkward, but do I, I wish I did have a better first time. And that's why for the prior question, I'm like, make sure it's right, you know? Right. Because it wasn't anyone that I dated. It wasn't anyone that was like important to me. It was obviously. just a hookup. It was just a hookup. And yeah. I do regret not you know I, I do regret not having a better situation than that but yeah it is what I will is. say like not to brag I'm I'm so happy that I lost it to someone that I was like in love with yes. um and I think I mean I will say like after you know after having sex with him and like I was in a relationship with him for five years so he was like the only one I was obviously having sex with and then when I like was single and was now in the dating world I didn't understand the hookup culture like I didn't understand right. like you could just hook up and not have feelings like I was so used to doing it with someone I loved so I mean although I am very happy with that but at the same time I wish someone told me like this is what this life is about you know what I mean and so same I always expected to to be in love because I was like well I had sex with you like we're supposed to be together yeah yeah oh no honey yeah Yeah, but no mine wasn't that awkward it was just regretful <laughs> what is a good age to lose your virginity? I, I don't think there's a, like a specific age. I think it's just no. whenever you're ready. Obviously, you're don't ready. be like way too young. No, but. I think I think honestly, I think you should be. Y'all gonna kill me? I think it should be between twenty one and twenty two. Really? Yeah. Why do you think that? I think that you have a better grounding of yourself and of others and you're able to be a lot more self-aware at that age. I mean, at 21, I was not self-aware. <laughs> well, you're more self-aware than you were when you were 18 like, yeah. or 16. Like, what you were in high school, like, what, what did you were learning about, like, geography, which we don't even use now. <laughs> um, right. I, I just, yeah, I just think that's just too, too young. Yeah. Like, you should be, like, playing outside or something like that. This is old. I know. I mean, I think real. I, like ideally, yeah, we should be adults in our twenties. Not whenever you're ready. Yeah, and I think about it, but like the real, the the realisticness of that though is that our hormones are fucking crazy at like fucking fifteen. <laughs> exactly. So it's bound to happen. Yeah. So I rather just like just yeah. I feel like you just have to feel like it's ready and not yeah. feel pressured as long as you're safe or rushed. Right. Yes. Right. As long as you're in a safe with someone that you're comfortable with. You're not coerced into doing it and it's something that's consensual and you're comfortable and you are sound mind, girl, get your life. (laughs) I don't ever feel like you need to have sex with someone because you don't want to be like prude. That was another thing too. I think when I was younger, I just like didn't want to come off as like prude. But you know what, bitch? whatever if you're fucking and you know when i was i grew up in ghana like doing sexual things was not cool like oh really being like promiscuous or even kissing bitch if you kiss somebody it was like news that's how like yeah it was like i would have been such a slut And if you like got fingered, it would always get around. Probably would have been such a whore. People would look down on you. It was bad. So I've always been in a place, a culture that was like, you know, everybody just be good children. The 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 more like clean I mean, that's good. It's were, good, I guess. Um, you know, the more cute or cool you were. Yeah, no, then I would have been... But it was nice, too, because guys don't really pressure you to have sex either. So it was, like, a guy and girl thing. It was, like, guys didn't expect sex. Well, the guys I talked to, anyway. And the girls weren't given it. So it was cool. (laughs) Oh, my God. Then I came to America. (laughs) (laughs) We all little thoughts out here at the age of 13 years old. I found my fucking eighth grade planner and I swear every page was just me confessing my love to another boy. Yo, I saw that. I was dying. I was just, and I made out with all of them, you know what I mean? And that was only like, and I had more like men, boy, boys, not men, boys that like I dated and I'm just like, God. (laughs) If I was ever like my daughter, I'd be like so scared. (laughs) No wonder my dad was always like, like oh yeah anyway we don't get into that okay (laughs) next question 
how do you go about a one-sided relationship? I don't. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes back to the last that one question. If a guy is embarrassed to be friends with you and ask that sex, that's a very one-sided relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Next. There's yeah, like what else can you do with the one sided relationship? Like that's just you I know. mean, okay, let's think about a scenario. Let's try and put ourselves in their shoes. You're madly in love with someone and they're not putting the effort. They're not putting the effort, however, just their presence being there is enough for you. And you're okay with doing the work because you eventually feel like I'm probably saying this because I've been through it. You eventually feel like, you know, they're going to fall in love with you. They may not be as in love with you now, but the more work you put in, the more you're going to compensate. They don't, they don't. But I'm know. here to tell you it don't work, sis. I mean, there are way too many goddamn... I feel like every situationship, which is like a fuck buddy or whatever, was always very one-sided, even though I lied to myself and said, I just want to be a fuck buddy too. It's fine. <laughs> No, that was a very one-sided relationship. My yeah. dumbass, no, sorry, not dumbass. I don't want to talk about myself like that. My, I was <laughs> in my younger years. myself back in the day. Um, was just settling. That's really what it is. I was just yeah. settling for this one-sided relationship. I was like, all right, let me just like mold myself to be this like hoe who's like down to just fuck and be like you know, like not attached. But in reality. I need love. I need affection. I yes. need, you know, I need someone to call me and to show me off and to right. appreciate me. You know, I think we all want that. Right. Um, and I feel like you also find yourself trying to adjust to who they want you to be rather than to who, for, to, uh, rather than who you really are. So even if you have yeah. certain opinions, you may not, uh, and let's say like you have an opinion, they say, well, no, I don't think that you're like, well, yeah, I actually, I agree with you instead. Uh, yeah, so, like, yeah, exactly. You find yourself like trying to just please them. Um, yeah. And even if that's not your, and you start, the more you do that is the more you're straying away from your true self. Exactly. And I think that goes back to just like confidence and like self-worth. Yeah. When you're confident in yourself and you know what you deserve, like you're not going to try to like mold yourself to be this like woman for him. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're a woman for yourself first. Exactly. Look at us. <laughs> Advice for free, honey. Get into okay. it. Okay. Next one. Is there anything you tried to hide during sex? For example, I keep my top on. Hmm. You know what? I did this for a while. I would keep my top on. And like in the beginning of like my ho-ness, like my early 20s, I would keep my top on. And then eventually I was like, one day I was like, fuck it. Let me let this, <laughs> let me let this gut hang out. And I was just like. Just everything flopping everywhere and they like it like that, that's what I, at first I felt like they don't I needed care. To, yeah at first I felt like I needed to be this like skinny like flat stomach no rolls no double chin like type yeah. of thing but it's like they they love to see like it, they don't care they're just yeah they don't I even had a guy tell me I was like oh my I was like saying something stupid like oh my eyebrows are not done or my something and like he was like you know, guys don't notice those things, <laughs> right? So everything that we're paranoid about, like back in the day, I, if my nails weren't done or a nail was broken, I couldn't go out. If my feet weren't done, mm-hmm. best believe I'm wearing closed toe shoes. Like, you and know, if a guy like, notices that and like doesn't like you for that, ooh, like that's literally what a weirdo because that's so superficial to like right. not be into that. Like, it's just, dude, calm down. It's like it should be more about you as a person, yeah. you know, versus. Like, oh, her, t- her toes and nails got to be done all the time. Like, like you paying for it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, but, yeah, I mean, I think just take your fucking top off, you take know? Off. Take Ride off that dick. Because if he can't accept you for who you are, like. Trust me, I'm not a tiny person. Same. I mean, I'm like, five, you're smaller than me, but you're. I'm not a tiny person. I'm not only that. You're like slim thick. But I've been thick, thick. (laughs) Before I know what it feels like to be thick, 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 thick. Okay. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I mean, although I did that, I was drunk a lot of the times I was having sex in my prior life. So, which of course I do not advocate for. Hence why I'm sober. But so I didn't care. I was like, take it off. Oh, yeah. 100%. I I did not care. 
And I, you know what? Like, I love, like, like fornicating with dudes who, like, who, <laughs> who, like, make you feel sexy. Like, you yes. know, with your scars out, your gut your body. out. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, when they, they, that's their job. Like, you know what I mean? Like, as a man, make like, if you're having good. sex with a woman, like, make you, make her feel comfortable. So if you're with someone who's not making you feel comfortable, it's probably not that good. I ain't gonna lie. It's probably not that good. But I, soon you, like, I, need, I, I need you to be like, I love all 567 of your stretch marks, baby. They make me yes. so like, kiss on ready. it. Kiss one, yes. baby. <laughs> and also just like, don't make, yeah, just like make you feel sexy. I mean, I, I get it. Like you should feel sexy first and then do it. But like, they play a part in it too. Like, Absolutely. I, I would not want to be having sex with the dude who was just like, Ooh, you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck or you. Like, poke it. Yes. Don't like, I'm not a bear. Stop. Don't poke Right, me. right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a bear. <laughs> like, I have this humongous mole on my back that I'm really self conscious about. Oh. But, like, but I, I mean, I kind of like when guys just like play with it. Like, it kind of makes me feel like, okay, like you don't care. Like, you're not scared to touch it. Like, <laughs> You know what I mean? Guys are not afraid to touch your mole. Like it's it's always such a big reveal when they see my mole. (laughs) Big reveal. It's like, oh wow. Yeah. They still into it. They're different. Look at you, you little Dalmatian. You. (laughs) So so insecure about that mole, but I was like, fuck it, it's there. Okay. Yeah. Um, Next. The last question. This is a big paragraph. Boo! I'm enjoying this. I know, I know. I mean, we will always probably, I mean, you guys just keep sending me questions because I'm down to just answer. Yeah, if there's nothing that we've covered in this episode, I'm down to cover something else too. Okay, so next one. My friend and I are in our early 20s, have been friends since middle school. Right now we're in two different stages. I'm in a serious relationship for five years and she just got out of a serious relationship. Sorry, I'm like, <laughs> she's going through her whole phase and i 100 percent support but now she will only hang out with me if we drink or party i'm down here and there but i'm not but it's not me to do that every weekend all weekend i feel like she definitely has pushed me away i'm always texting calling her first asking her to go to hiking have a chill girls night but always makes excuses to blow me off I've told her how I felt and now completely she doesn't now she completely does not talk to me. Bitch, am I being dramatic? I'm low-key hurt and don't know how to go about anything. Please give me your thoughts. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I've been that friend and I've been her at the same time. I've been right. in both places. Um, and I think especially in your early 20s, there is going to be, I think all of us have gone through it, where we realize that maybe our friendships from high school and from junior high or our long-term friendships aren't going to, like, continue. People grow out of each other, and I'm not saying that they are, but that is a possibility, and that's normal. Um, And I also think that sometimes, you know, if she's going through something, like, let her go through it, but still continue to be there for her no matter what. Um, and you know, again, like I've, I have a friend who's going through a lot and kind of doing a lot of things, but I try not to, (laughs) I try not to judge him, but I still try to be there and support him no matter what. And that's only you could do. I think kind of, I will say, I don't, I think, I think it's, what am I trying to say? You can't force it. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't force something. You can't force her to try to see where she's coming from. She's going through something. So you just got to let her go through it, but still be there no matter what. That's I think I went through the same thing with my best friend of 15, 16 years. And she got married. She had kids. And I was just out here thawing and bopping. <laughs> and <laughs> I was like, she was my party girl. She was my drinking buddy. Like, Right. whatever and then she obviously became a mother so she couldn't be that person for me anymore and so we definitely like button heads because the things that I felt that our relationship was grounded upon um or that connected us together no longer connected us 
And that made me kind of like question like whether we were going to continue to be friends, you know, because, but then I feel like in every relationship you grow, you know, and you just have to like the foundation of my relationship with her is that she's an amazing person. She's been there for me throughout my life and that's never going to go away. But then we have to come to a point where we have to compromise. So it's just like, what does, now that her life has changed, I can choose to fix my, change my mindset of how I interact with her. So, you know, I may call her and be like, hey, let's, one day let's go out, you know, and the next day maybe, or the next time we hang out, like, let's stay home, chill with the kids, you know. And so it's just kind of like restructuring your relationship as you grow, you know. Right. Um, and so it doesn't mean that you don't have to be friends. It's just a change. You never relate. And it takes work. You have it to does. communicate with each other how each of you are feeling and, um, and just work on how, how and work on what's going to make both of you happy, finding a medium between you. Right. Guys. And I'm still friends with a lot of people I went to high school with. And with every single one of them, there has been even the ones who were like my best friends, you know, that lived down the street from me. Like we've all been through moments in our friendship where we didn't talk for a while. And right. I think, but every time we did come together, there was still that connection, that friendship. And we always, you know, we're catching up and we build and we both just grow, you know, as people. Right. And I think that like, that's what makes a solid friendship is the fact that you feel like you don't need to be with each other all the time. Yeah. You still know that you still ride for each other no matter what, no matter what place you, you are in your lives. You know, like I have friends who are married and have kids. I'm over here like right. single and having a podcast talking about dick. Like, you know, we all have different <laughs> places in our lives. Shit. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. And so. I feel like also with her, like her friend, um, I think she's in her, even though she's like not talking to her anymore, mm-hmm. I think she just misses her friendship. And I think that she's just, she misses who you guys used to be. And um, I guess there's some, especially when, when your friend has a whole other life going on with somebody else, you kind of mm. feel out of place because yeah. that was your girl, you know, that was your ride or die. And now you, now she's with someone else. It's like a relationship. It definitely Like friendships is. are like a relationship. So when you see them moving on and they're like all kiki in with somebody else, right. kind of like, and you feel like, a little like cheated on a little exactly. bit, you know? So that exactly. hurts. And I think that the other person should also take that into consideration and reassure them that, you know, hey, no, I'm still here from you. I'm still, but this is where I am. But then, you know, you're still valid in where you are in your life and you should stick to that. But then the same way, if something was going on with you and your boyfriend, you'll find a way to compromise with your boyfriend to make it work for your boyfriend. It's the same way you have to work on that with your friend. Because honestly, Good friends are hard to find nowadays. Like they ain't oh, just yeah. rolling around. Like I have friends, friends come and go. They come and go so easily, and they can get up, cut off real quick in my book. I'm like, bye. So yeah. it's like this is your good sis. Like work on it, um, reassure her, and then just compromise with her. And um, I think y'all be good, y'all. See. Yeah, I think you know only time can tell. Um, just learning to respect each other, I think, is the biggest thing. Yes, and, and find uh, boundaries. Also. Yeah, boundaries and friendships are so important. I feel oh, like sure. especially when you know someone for so long, you kind of cross certain boundaries. And also, I feel like for me, like I do have a good, like I do have a lot of friends, and I'm I'm thankful and I'm completely blessed for that. But I do have, I think, boundaries with all of them. Like you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's always those friends that are like the ones you can party with yeah and the friends that you could really like sit down and really talk to and just like tell them your life you know what I mean and I don't think there's nothing wrong with having partying friends right or those type of friends it's just knowing that like okay I can't expect this That's and I can expect exactly. that you know what I mean so just knowing um just knowing the boundaries yeah right. I don't expect anything from anybody yeah like, you can, <laughs> don't because no. you're always a hundred percent disappointed you're going to be disappointed and so if you're thinking don't do things for other people because you think that you're going to get something back for it you know because you may not and you don't want to start to get resentment because of that but do things because you genuinely want to and right. if you don't want to do something say no <laughs> it's okay right. to know <laughs> exactly exactly uh, well shit that's the last of our questions oh, I know I, mean, I also got a shit ton of sex questions too so again like I said I can't wait to watch that separate, yeah. 
separate episode with Jofra talking about sex. But feel free. I'm loving doing these episodes. Always, like, send in your questions and stories. and Yeah, send them in. All that stuff. And then um, I'm so excited for quarantine to be over because I hate these Zoom <laughs> conversations, to be quite honest. I wish we could be together. <laughs> I know. But, I miss you. <clears throat> as I'm, like, coughing. Well, do you want to plug yourself? Hi, Jessica Clark here, (laughs) tuning in from Silver Lake. (laughs) Um, Follow me on Instagram, uh, j.clark with an E, -E C-L-A-R-K-E underscore. Find me on the grams. Yes, yeah. And then follow me, Stephanie Megan, or go to brocotherapy.com. I also have been posting videos on YouTube, so you'll be seeing this video episode on YouTube, so go subscribe, like whatever people say. Oh, that shit. Like, subscribe, comment, turn on your notifications so yes. you know when I'm coming. Do you watch a lot of YouTube? <laughs> do I? Girl, I found out how to do my nails on YouTube. That's I got true. my hair on YouTube. That's true. You can find out anything Listen, on YouTube. Anything. Okay. Well, I love you guys. Most importantly, you can find BGT on YouTube. Yes. Until next time. I love you guys. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.